Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it, until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. After this, 
King Sennacherib of Assyria and all his army surrounded and attacked Lachish. Then he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for King Hezekiah of Judah and all the people of Judah in Jerusalem. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says this, quote, You have nothing to trust in to help you. It is no use for you to stay in Jerusalem under attack. Hezekiah says to you, The Lord our God will save us from the king of Assyria, but he is fooling you. If you stay in Jerusalem, you will die from hunger and thirst. Hezekiah himself removed your Lord's places of worship and altars. He told you people of Judah and Jerusalem that you must worship and burn incense only on one altar. You know what my ancestors and I have done to all the people in other nations? The gods of those nations could not save their people from my power. My ancestors destroyed those nations. None of their gods could save them from me. So your God cannot save you from my power. Do not let Hezekiah fool you or trick you and do not believe him. No God of any nation or kingdom has been able to save his people from me or my ancestors. Your God is even less able to save you from me. Second Chronicles 32. We are going to talk briefly today. We're going to go short today about the Assyrian people. The Assyrian people are uniquely interesting to me because it, it it's hard to talk about them in a dispassionate way. And I will tell you, full disclosure here, because of the way I was brought up, because of the things I believe and the things I know many of you believe, Assyria, Assyrians, are not well thought of. I mean, that was a brief passage from the Bible I just read there, but I could have read about 90 of them. <laughs> I mean, Chris, this is Old Testament. Even you people believe that. The, 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 the Assyrians, how many references to the Assyrians are out there? They're all through it, and I mean all through it. Should be noted that... Uh, Sennacherib did not succeed in that little endeavor there. God sent the angels, wiped out the army. He tucked, tailed, and run. Later on, the Assyrians would succeed. It's called the Siege of Lakesh. We'll get to that in just a little while. But Assyrians are hard for me to wrap my mind around because in this culture, in our Judeo-Christian culture, even if you're not a believer of anything, you know of the Assyrians mostly from the Bible, and it is not a bright and sunny picture. Remember when I said they're throughout the Bible? Everybody knows the story of Jonah, right? Jonah and the, and the big fish or the whale or whatever, however you want to take that. You remember where Jonah was supposed to be going? When he decided to go the other way and got chucked off a ship, he was supposed to be going to a little place called Nineveh. Guess where Nineveh was? Assyria. Jonah was on his way to tell those dirty, sinful, evil Assyrians to change their ways or God on high was going to change them for them. So... 
Assyrians are the bad guys. Historically, biblically, in our culture, they're the bad guys. However, they're kind of cool. Parts of them are kind of cool. Please don't strike me down, Lord. I'm not cheering for the Assyrians. They are kind of cool. And I'm fascinated with them. And I know I'm not supposed to do this. I've done it before with other harsh peoples, evil peoples, where it sounds like I'm making excuses for them, and maybe I am. But let me paint this scenario for you. Let's say you have this gigantic, muscle-bound, ugly, scary-looking dude sitting in front of you. And this gigantic, frightening individual walks into a gigantic room, and this room is full of the most adorable little puppies you've ever seen in your entire life. And he starts slapping them around, hitting the puppies. Well, I mean, obviously that's a bad guy, isn't it? My goodness, I don't even like dogs that much. Don't write me your emails. I mean, like dogs. I mean, who doesn't love a puppy? He's a little puppy. You pick up the puppy. You pet the puppy. You don't abuse puppies or any animals, I would hope. Well, you hate that big, ugly, mean, strong guy now, right? Now, what if you take that same guy out of that house full of puppies and you place him in a house full of violent, evil criminals who are always causing trouble and he starts beating the crap out of all of them? Does your view of the big, ugly guy change then? Of course it does. Of course it does. Why? He's the same person. He hasn't changed one bit. You set him in front of something, he's going to hurt it. Well, it changes because doesn't it depend on who you're beating up? Doesn't it matter who you're hurting? It does. What I'm saying to you is Assyria, tough to love, did some ugly things, which we are about to talk about, at the same time. I'm not going to sit here and act as if they are the first civilization ever. That would probably have to go to Egypt as far as major, major, major power civilizations ever. But a lot of what you know as being just the realities of life, the realities of empire, you know that because of Assyria. A lot of just basic concepts of governing, divisions of power, You know that because of Assyria, and the truth is this. Life 
in the Assyrian Empire wasn't that bad for people in the Assyrian Empire. And it was a heck of a lot safer than being constantly raided and abused by the violent tribes and peoples surrounding Assyria. Assyria was brutal. No question. But Assyria was brutal in a brutal age. In a very brutal age. And I would submit to you, when you consider all the violent people around them who were constantly at war. I mean, look, let's go back to the Bible for a moment. You've read the Old Testament. Like I said, even Chris has done that. What is it when the Israelites are settling the promised land? It's, it, it reads, it's just, and then he goes to war, and then he goes to war, and then they went to war, and then they went to war, and then he went to war with them. Let me expand on that for a second. home security system. Did you hear what I said? You need one now. Uh, Door locks aren't enough anymore. They're not. Look at the news. Look around you. You need a home security system and you need a good one. And you need one that is monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week by a professional with emergency dispatch services. That's police, fire, medical. Simply Safe has everything you need. They're not going to lock you into a long contract. They're not going to lock you into any contract. You don't have to deal with some pushy sales guy. You just go to their website, pick out what you want. They mail it to you. You place the sensors and plug it in, and you are covered for as little as $15 a month. $15 a month. Go to simplysafe.com slash jesse. That's simplysafe.com slash Jesse. That gets you free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. It's easy to be... The peace-loving hippie. Hey, man, give peace a chance. When you're in your mom's basement with a joint in your hand and the air conditioning on and the price is right on the television. It's not so easy to be the give peace a chance, dude, when you're surrounded by bad people trying to kill you. What the Assyrians did was carve an empire out of a ruthless civilization. And back to what I was talking about, like biblically is the best example I can give you of something that would make sense of you. You have to understand this at this time. We are talking Bronze Age here. At this point in time in humanity, especially in the, I don't call it Mesopotamia. Everybody says that. No one knows where it is. Iran, Iraq. There you go. Iran, Iraq. Egypt, Iran, Iraq, especially in this part of the world where, I mean, mankind began. 
in this part of the world, we are still at a point in time where civilization is still beginning as far as tribes, tribes turning into nations, a nation turning into an empire, empires figuring out what being an empire actually means and how to run one. Let me give you an example. We talked often about the Roman Empire on this show, ancient Rome. We always do. We always will. It's so significant. It's the it's the longest-running, greatest empire in the history of mankind. They're just, uh, shoot, I can do a Roman story every day from now until the day they kick me off the air, which will probably be tomorrow. But what's one of the main things I've always told you about the greatness of Rome? Same about the greatness of the Mongolian Empire. Same about the greatness of the Persian Empire. What's one of the underrated, non-sexy things that made it incredible? Roads. Aren't roads the lamest thing in the history of mankind to talk about? I know what you're thinking right now. We're talking about Assyria. You want to hear about people being flayed alive. And yes, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But... Being flayed alive is great to discuss on the radio, cringe a little bit, maybe laugh with your kid about how disgusting that is on the way to school. I think that's cool y'all do that. Cool. Keep it up. Try to make sure your kids can always enjoy the show. But flaying people alive was not even close to being as important to the Assyrian Empire as Rhodes, and they were one of, if not the first empires, to build them in mass. You see those Persians who were famous for their roads? Who do you think they copied them after? Those Mongols who were famous for their roads, who do you think they copied them after? The Romans, famous for their roads. Who do you think all these empires learned from? Again, are you are you inching back my way and that history's bad guys? Kind of cool. They figured this out. Another guy that you will probably recognize the name, maybe not his name, was Tiglath. You see, what had happened with Assyria was this. They did not start out as this big, ugly, brutish empire flaying people alive. They started out like virtually every empire seems to start out. Look at our own. They started out small. A group of people here. Then more people come here. Then, oh, look, resources. Oh, the weather's not bad. Oh, you guys worship like I worship? That's really cool. Let's all get together. Hey, look at those guys over there. They're worshiping too. Let's get together. And the Assyrians began that way. And then they began to be traders, hugely, hugely into trade and commerce, just like America, just like so many empires as empires grow. Wow, this place is great. Hey, should we trade with him? Absolutely. Let's trade with them too. Soon, we're moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. House is getting a little bigger. Depending on your culture, maybe you pick up another two or three wives, buy some cattle. That wooden bowl I used to eat from, well, it's made of metal now. Got myself a slave or two. We're talking ancient world here, people. 
Slaves were currency and a status thing, very much a status symbol. Obviously not defending the practice. And as they grew, as they went from being a group of people to a tribe, to a nation, they started to realize, wow, these Asian steppe people, think Mongols, even though we're 2,000 years before the Mongols, these Asian steppe people are really vicious and really mean because every time we build something nice, they come riding in, they take it all, they kill all our men, they assault or steal the women and children, and they leave us with nothing. And so the Assyrian people did what you and I would do too, decide for themselves, we got to put a stop to this. Let's start building up some kind of a military. Let's start building up some kind of way to defend ourselves. And the next time those steppe people show up, the Assyrians make a better show of themselves but still lose. And the Assyrians, with all the money in the world, start advancing faster and faster and faster. And one day, those Asian steppe people come rolling into your Assyrian city, and none of them make it out alive. And then your Assyria, you see, not only are you a trader, what trade does is it advances... It advances nations intellectually as well, technologically. Because what do traders do? They travel to other places and then back again. And the smart empires, Genghis Khan was great about this. The Romans were great about this. We've been outstanding at this. The smart empires, they're more than happy to steal the things you do that are awesome. Hey, our Assyrian trader just got back. Hey, Mr. King, sir, do you know how these guys are irrigating their fields? It's awesome. Come here. Let me show you. Oh, okay. We're going to irrigate our fields that way. And the roads, as we mentioned, and, and this is a big part. Remember I called it the Bronze Age? Let's get rid of these wooden weapons. What's this bronze stuff? And this is where it's going to get a little tedious, but you need to understand this because this still applies today and always will apply. It's just going to apply in different ways. What if you were an army today, completely modern, up to date on everything? I mean, your troops, good weapons, awesome ships. You got to get everything you need except. An airplane. You've never seen an airplane before in your life, let alone a fighter jet. And you went up against an opposing army with the same amount of men and everything you got. They got you got fifty thousand. They got fifty thousand. And you're looking around and you're thinking to yourself, "We're obviously fine. Look at how advanced we are." And you show up with your fifty thousand troops to the fight to the battlefield, and they show up with dive bombers and destroy your entire army like that. That's what happens in this ancient period of time with technology like bronze. It sounds small and stupid to you and I because we've moved so far past that. But when I'm a tribal people, well, hang on, let me explain. 
How exposed is your information online? How much of your information is out there? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think you're naive. I don't think you have a public profile with your home address, your online dating profile information, your gun records, all the previous addresses, things like that. I don't think you'd knowingly put all that out there for everyone to see, but something like that may be happening with your information online. What I mean is there may be public records posted online about you. You wouldn't paint your private information on your garage door, right? But you could be leaving a footprint everywhere you go when you're online. A lot of things you do online or maybe records you didn't even set up yourself, those records might be out there. It's more important than ever to find out what could be posted online about you. Go ahead and look up your name or anyone else's right now. Go to getthetruthnow.com. That's getthetruthnow.com. You see, we're talking about the beginning of the beginning, and it's hard for you and I, let's be honest, it's impossible for you and I to put ourselves in their shoes with their values and the way things were done back then and why technology matters so much. You see, if you and I are getting ready to go to war and we're going to have a big old fight And all you've ever known, because that's all ever existed, was wood and stone weapons. Probably have a sling. Almost undoubtedly, you have a wooden spear. Maybe a crude axe with some sharpened stone on it. And of course, you're not stupid. You're advanced for what you think your time is. And you have a a shield of some kind. Maybe a, maybe a piece of rawhide. They were big on that. Stretched out skin over some wood. And you show up and you're, we're going to have war like we always have war, only instead of having what you have, I have bronze armor on my chest. I have a bronze helmet on my head. Your weapons, if I didn't have one, are going to have a difficult time ever penetrating and killing me. Oh, and did I mention, sorry about that rawhide shield of yours. I now have a spear with the sharpened bronze tip on it that's going to go through your spear, your shield, like a hot knife through butter. That is how things change and change quickly. It's called the Bronze Age for a reason, and the Assyrians are a big, big part of it. The major nations discovered it. The Assyrians started producing it in mass. We then move on from the Bronze Age to the Iron Age, which the Assyrians also produce in mass. And the Assyrians do something else, which is going to cause you to basically roll your eyes because it sounds so standard. Once again, realize this. It was not standard for this time. It was virtually unheard of. The Assyrians decided, why don't we have an army and just keep them all the time? You see, 
other nations here in the beginning of the world, other nations, you had all your dudes in society and okay, we got a problem. King needs us. Hey, grab your spear. Let's get rolling. No, we're not plowing the fields today, son. Grab your spear. We got to go to war. There's some training involved, but for the most part, it's all a bunch of citizen soldiers in Assyria. Assyria figures out we have the money to do it. Why don't we make these guys train full time? Equip them in the latest technology at all times. Do you think your army would be just a little bit more dominant than everyone else's? It got worse. Well, or better, depending on which side of the Assyrians you're on. What has every city done in the history of mankind right up to the point of major artillery and air power? They build walls. And I mean, artillery and air power virtually eliminated that. But every other city, a major city, they build walls. Bigger the city, bigger the walls. More hostile the neighbors, bigger the walls. You build walls. And what's so amazing is at this point in time, there's almost no way to get through a wall. If you lay siege to a city, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm betting you're going to starve to death or die of thirst before my army outside of the city gates is going to starve to death or die of thirst. And remember, that's always a part of siege warfare. You know how much I love siege warfare, mainly for how visually stunning it must have been, how horrific it was if they actually got through just everything about it, I find to be hugely fascinating. But we're at a point in time where there's no way through that gate over that wall. So I have to surround your city. I don't let anyone in or out. And I have to try to feed my entire army while you're trying to feed all your people. And like I said, it's just a race against time now. Do I have enough resources outside of here to last longer than you? The Assyrians changed all that. The Assyrians, again, with help from the invention of bronze and then iron, the Assyrians thought, well, wait a minute. I'm just going to break through your gate. And they came up with the battering ram. They protected with a shield over the top of it, a big piece of wood, a big wooden log with a big old bronze or iron tip on it that I can wheel right up to your gate and you go ahead and hang out because I'm going to be smashing through this gate promptly. Again, it sounds small, but what kind of a shock is that if you're the first city ever that gets the battering ram against the gate treatment? Oh, man, look at this. This kind of sucks. The Assyrians are here. Well, whatever. I mean, we've got plenty of food and water. It's no big deal. We'll see how long they last. I'm sure we'll be fine. Hey, Marty, what's that pounding? Imagine the first time they come smashing through. And it's probably time to 
bring up what happened with the Assyrians when they smashed through. And part of the reason they are thought of as history's bad guys, well, it was ugly. And there's no way around the fact it was ugly. The siege of Lakesh is probably something many of you have heard of. Lakesh was, outside of Jerusalem, the most important city in Israel. It's the one the Assyrians eventually took. And Lakesh is an area where on one side of the city, essentially on one side of the city, it's impregnable because the walls are too high because of the terrain around it. The other side is the only way you can get in. The Assyrians not only brought their ramp up or their ram up, they built a ramp. Remember we did the story on the siege of Malta that one time. Malta was that sweet uh, fort held by those Jewish fanatics. And the Romans built this huge ramp up to, to wheel things up. Where do you think they learned that from? Again, kind of cool, right? The Assyrians build this ramp. They break through. They haul the people off. And when I say haul the people off, this is going to get a little gruesome. But again, their history's bad guys for a reason. They gouge people's eyes out. And I don't mean one or two guys. It's standard practice. They have it written on their, they're called reliefs. Essentially, I'm just going to call them paintings. It's not paint, but I'm just going to call them paintings. The Assyrians themselves would advertise this. We will put you on your knees and we will shove a spear into your eyes. And then... Then came the hooks. I don't know where they got this from, whether this was an Assyrian invention, whether they probably ripped it off from someone else and then mass mass produced it like most big empires did and the Assyrians did. But when they hauled you away, they didn't just, all right, come this way, pick up the pace a little. No, they used hooks. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Happened to me yet again this morning. Walking through the hall after I got to work. I'm, I'm walking along the halls in the studio. Get the blood flowing in the morning. And of course, I know you're going to find this surprising. I have my Raycon earbuds in. I was listening to some music. Sometimes I just like to chill out for a little bit before the show. Got some music in. Walking around, and I see somebody walking towards me, and I've learned at this point, when I have my Raycon earbuds in, I need to make eye contact with somebody in case they talk to me. Because they're so small, you can't tell you have them in sometimes. They're sticking out of your ears like an alien. They fit practically completely inside of your outer ear. You just can't see you have them, and they sound so good. Anyway, I saw the person's mouth moving. I knew they were talking to me. I paused my earbuds so I could talk. 
Go to buyraycon.com slash jesse. That's buyraycon.com slash jesse. That gets you 15% off. When the Assyrians wanted to haul you off, and let's be honest, when I get to the next part here, you might be glad you're actually one of these people getting hauled off. But when the Assyrians wanted to haul you off, they would stick a hook either through your nose with a chain or rope attached to it. When's the last time you pinched your nostrils? How does that feel? Or they would stick a hook through your lips and haul you off. Or, this is my personal favorite, they would stick a hook through your jaw. Allow me to explain. I want you right now, if you're not driving and you have the ability to do so, to put your fingers on your chin. Are you feeling your chin? Now I want you to move them back towards your throat. Right about halfway in between the chin and the throat, if you want to look at the skeleton area. There's a non-bone, plenty of non-bone area there. They would jam a hook up through there and through your mouth and haul you away. Those were the lucky ones. The ones who weren't lucky, well, we're not going to go into the pregnant women that the Assyrians bragged about what they did. Just think, you know, rape of Nanking type thing as we've talked about before. Let's talk about some of the things they did to, oh, the leaders of cities like the siege of Lakesh. The Assyrians, on top of being pros at roads, pros at military things, the Assyrians were pros at human suffering, and they had specialists in human suffering. Again, these were people who realized how important it was to have a specialist, which is really nice when we're talking about, oh, irrigation, roads, shipping, trade. gets a little uglier when you find out there are special units j- dedicated to causing pain, and they would flay people alive. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail on this, mainly because we don't know an incredible amount of how ancient peoples did this. This wasn't something completely unheard of, but I will tell you this. As a dude, on occasion, I work with my hands. It's just inevitable. You know I worked construction forever. It's just, that's life, and any dude will tell you. At some point in time, you're going to skin your knuckles on something. Hand's going to slip, catch on something, tear open one of your knuckles. I'm sure I've probably done it more than most people. You should see my knuckles. They're one big scar. How bad does that hurt? Now, what does that feel like if they strap you down and do that to your entire body? 
before they burn you alive. That was the kind of thing the Assyrians did. And the Assyrians historically did themselves no favors because not only did they do it, they would do things like hanging the skins of the people they flayed alive from the city gates so everybody would know what happened when you rebelled against Assyria. And then, remember those reliefs I told you about? I'm calling them paintings, even though they're not paint at all. Then they would, then they would do paintings about them and brag about them, almost like wall decorations. I mean, they were wall decorations in some places. Oh, look. These are the guys we flayed alive. Glad you came over. Hang on. I have another one over here I want you to see. You can't believe this dude. But they also did change things. They figured out how to colonize. You know, all the talking, all the talking we've done on this show about colonization. These people colonizing, these people colonizing, these people colonizing Africa, America, Americans colonizing America, the Spanish colonizing Mexico. We've talked about it endlessly. Let me say it again. Where do you think they learned all that? The Assyrians were the ones who figured out, okay, we need a governor in this region. We need a puppet ruler in this region. We are going to get taxes from this region. We're going to use this region militarily. What I mean by that is you remember those great Assyrian roads? Well, logistics are difficult. Feeding and watering a huge army is difficult. And they had huge standing armies, as we talked about already. So the Assyrians would set it up in the various cities they had in their empire where we don't have to haul all of our food and water with us. We send a runner to the governor. Hey, Get supplies ready. We're on the way. And these were essentially way stations for the army so you could feed and supply guys. Do you know how incredible it is? Assyrian armies would travel thousands of miles, thousands, and be able to supply that. It's difficult to supply an army from thousands of miles away today. The Assyrians were doing it a thousand years before Christ. But they do make me think about something. Hang on. Yet another great night's sleep last night, thanks to Ebb Sleep. You've heard me tell you about this for long enough now. Why haven't you tried it? And look, that's all I'm asking you to do right now is try it. If you're not sleeping eight hours a night, try it. You can try it risk-free for 60 days. You know the absurd level of confidence you have to have in your product to let somebody try it for two months risk-free? Ebb Sleep knows it works. It's not sleeping pills. It's something you put on your head. It, it applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead, calming down those racing thoughts that keep you awake. Stop restless nights. Stop this cycle of bad sleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Enter the code jesse at checkout. Get yourself 25 bucks off.
One final thing as we wrap up here about the Assyrians. Remember they started out in the Bronze Age and moved on to the Iron Age? Well, there was also a long down period of time where the Assyrian Empire had reached greatness and then it began to seriously falter. They had a real problem in their society of the wealthy, the nobles. They were starting to... Well, only look out for themselves and not look out for their country. And they're working against Assyria and they're working against the Assyrian leaders. And they're really tearing Assyria down. By all accounts, Assyria was on a serious downhill swing. And then a man named Tiglith came along. You heard me say his name earlier. A strong general. A man... He changed things, but it got ugly on the way. Hang on. Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. How did Tiglith turn around the Assyrian kingdom that was crumbling? Well, he killed and tortured a lot of people. He took over a lot of cities. He put the country in a perpetual state of warfare. He modernized the army even more, as we've discussed earlier. And he went out and slaughtered everything he saw. One more thing. The Assyrians did before we get back to Tiglath. I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was fascinating. Remember when I talked about how they colonized? You want to know one of the main things the Assyrians did when they colonized? They deported people. I don't mean deported their own people from the country. They would take over. Or they took over Chicago. And the Assyrians realized something very, very important, and the empires that came after them, again, copied them in this. The Assyrians realized the people are loyal to each other, loyal to whatever their local gods are, loyal to this area. They have this area as part of their identity. Being here, being around other Chicagoans is part of their identity. We must rip that away from them if we're going to be able to make them Assyrian, if we're going to be able to truly conquer them. And they would simply take families. They did it as families, by the way. They Here's a knock on your door at night. Sorry, producer Chris, 
Grab the fam. Y'all are moving on out. Got a nice spot for you a couple thousand miles away, and they would completely break up communities so the community would cease to exist. Whatever religion it was would eventually fade away because religions only thrive and continue when there are enough people in the area continuing it on. Otherwise, it just gets watered down and fades away. That's the way it goes. Assyrians set the precedent of every empire. And let's be honest. They set a great precedent for what's happening here in the United States of America right now. The stripping away of an identity. Let me ask you, how many times have you heard things like, America's a melting pot. America's uh, a nation of immigrants. Now, let me be clear about something. I'm not actually saying either of those things aren't true. It is a big melting pot because there are so many people from all over the world and different cultures and everything else coming. That's fine and whatever. I don't know about nation of immigrants. We have a bunch of immigrants here. We also have a bunch of people who settled here. That's that's fine. But again, I'm not saying these things in essence are bad. But what, what most of the time the people mean when they say that are, well, we don't have a culture. Be very, very wary of the person telling you America doesn't have a culture. Oh, America's just, it's not, America's just do whatever. It's just freedom. But they never mean real freedom. America has a culture. And the fact many Americans, poll after poll after poll, show Americans can't define what their culture is, that has been the biggest win ever for the leftists in conquering this country. Americans genuinely do not realize American culture was an extremely, extremely limited federal government, Judeo-Christian values. That is the American culture. I don't care. You don't send me your emails, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I don't care if those aren't your values. If they aren't, that's fine. You can have, you have whatever values you have. But that is America. That's what it was founded on. It's written all, I don't need to, I'm not guessing on it. It's written, it's in a thousand different writings of the founders. That's what they wanted. That's why they started the place. That's what America is. And that is what made us unique. But what they've done is they've taken away the idea of what it means to be American. Why do you think Why do you think I'm looking at a headline right now? NFL to ditch live on-field singing of the national anthem. Okay, we're doing away with the celebration of America before every game. Whatever you think about that. Why do you think leftists are all in on dumping on the national anthem? Why do you think... When I bring up how leftists have infected every part of our culture, why do you think the response I get, honestly, most of all is, no, it's not like the right hasn't done that. They sing the national anthem and talk about the military as if those are just right-wing things. Leftists, before they can fully colonize you, And before they can fully colonize me, 
Leftists have to take away the things you believe. That's why for years they've tried to force people into cities, make life in the country miserable. That's why for decades now they've gone after religion heavily, mostly Christianity heavily. Why do you think they do that? They do that because they have to strip away the things that make you you before they can make you the things they want you to be. And I'll be honest, this is not some vague concept. As I just laid out for you with the Assyrians and every other empire, this works. They do it because it is extremely effective. Americans now, probably not you in particular, but Americans now, how grateful are they to live in America? How grateful are they? I know you're grateful. I have seen some of the uglier parts of this world. I'm extremely grateful. How grateful are Americans in general? How many people in this country wake up today? I'm not even blaming them. How many people in this country wake up today and think to themselves, got a little headache, but man, at least I'm in America and not somewhere else. Or they wake up and hate this place and find something to complain about all day long. There's a reason for that. We have turned patriotism. We've turned what it makes, what it means to be American, and we've taken it away. We've turned it into nothing. And that's a big part of why we're at where we're at. And back to this Tiglath guy. Here's where I'm worried we're going. Because I'm not as worried about where we are as you've heard me talk to you about endlessly. I'm worried about where we're going. And here's what I'm worried about. When a nation is on the decline, as the Assyrians were, as this has happened several times throughout history, when a nation is on the decline, there are, in general, two different ways that goes. Either A, the decline simply continues all the way down to the bottom till it's over, I really don't want to go there, or B, Oftentimes, the decline, it stops, but it stops because somebody strong and really, really vicious puts a stop to it. I see things changing here. I'll explain in just a second. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. 
It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a Burna Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 